And indeed, 70 or so years later, the exiles started to return. The altar was re-established under Ezra and worship resumed. Temple rebuilding started. Under Nehemiah, the walls of Jerusalem were restored and there could be safety again. But the land was still ruled by foreigners, this time the Persian Empire, and in time the Macedonian Greeks, then the Romans. Despite some revolutions and rebellions, the rule of kings was not restored as it once had been. You know, there was still waiting. There was still looking for the branch of David's line. There was still waiting for the time when everything that was promised would be there. Today is the first Sunday of Advent, the start of the new year, so Happy New Year. And our thoughts turn to Christmas. For Christians, the events of the first coming of Jesus transforms our understanding of this prophecy from Jeremiah. The one who came was one of David's line, as uh, as the gospel writers tell us, descending from kings. We read of the perfect one who lived just and right. Here is the one who brought salvation and true safety. The one salvation and safety that all humanity needs from sin and death, as we've already sung about this morning. Jesus is the one who proclaims and brings in the kingdom of God. A kingdom not of this earth. A kingdom open to all who believe in Jesus for salvation. Not only the fulfillment of the promises given here through Jeremiah, but the promises of God down through the ages. This is who it all points to. But Advent is not just about thinking about God's first coming, Jesus' first coming. Indeed, many would say it's less about that. The church period of Advent is about looking forward as much as it is back to the second return of Jesus. You see, today we could look around the world and say, well, what does it mean that the kingdom of God is here? How is this vision of safety and security worked out with everything that's going on? Peter, in his second letter, deals with people who mocked the early church on exactly that point. Where was the coming utopia that they all envisaged? What was going on? And in response, Peter says two things. Firstly, he says, well, God works things out in his own timing. To God, a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years is like a day. And secondly, that God gives enough time for as many as possible to turn to him and be saved. We live in this in-between time. We often use the phrase, the now and not yet. We live in the time when the kingdom of God, God has come. All who believe in Jesus are, belong to that kingdom. We experience something of what that means now. But the fullness of the reality of the kingdom is not yet. That's yet to come. Our hope in Advent, at Christmas, in our daily lives, is not that this promised Savior would come, that a baby would be born. That's already happened. 
It's not that God will provide a means of salvation for all peoples. That is a reality. It's not that the barriers to being the people of God, the barriers between us and God, the, the barriers stopping us entering his kingdom, the barriers put up that mean we can't have relationship with him are broken down. That can be already true in Jesus. Our hope is in the future God has promised and the coming kingdom of God. The city called the Lord is our righteousness in Jeremiah is the city seen in Revelation as John records. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. We know this world is not all there is. We know war, injustice, abuse of people and nature, all the pains of this present time will one day be no more. That the feeling we have now is not permanent. This is a hope built on the promises of God, made certain through the work of Jesus, all he has done, made real in our lives uh, as we trust in G the work of Jesus through the presence of the Holy Spirit, the guarantee until that day. So what of our present day today? As Christians, we are people who live with a different hope to much of the world around. We follow a different vision, a different way of looking at things. On the one hand, this gives us a different story in which to understand our present troubles. It allows us to put them in a different context. Our health, wealth, career, success, popularity, family, intellect, and all sorts of things may be, not, may be important. But they're not what saves us. Jesus Christ is our saviour. When trouble comes, things that could be devastating may still be hard, but they don't destroy us. Times which could drive us to our limit can be managed because that's not the full reality of what we live in. We're not immune to the ills of this world but we're given a different answer to the questions that those raise. And at the same time, we should be living as wholly dissatisfied people. Things are not as they should be and will be. There's a clear disconnect with the way the world is and the future promised by God. There are people here and now who know nothing of this reality. They know nothing of the Savior who came. They don't connect the stories of the baby at Christmas with the only true salvation and hope in this world. They live day by day in rejection of God, a rejection which, if it continues, will leave them rejecting God forever. This future is open to them as well. They need to hear this good news 
They need to hear about this world. They need to hear about this Savior. In addition, there are injustices, abuse, pain, disruption, despair, crisis, and so on. We're never going to build the perfect kingdom of God on earth, but we can bring something of the reality of that kingdom into this world now. We can stand with the poor, lonely, abused, dispossessed, vulnerable, sick, and powerless. And in whatever God has called us, in whatever way he has gifted us, bring the kingdom into life for them now. Throughout we've tracked this idea that hope is the feeling that the feeling you have now isn't permanent. We saw that we all put our hope in something. And then there are two issues faced. Is that hope attainable? And does that hope meet the reality of the expectations we put on it? Perhaps some of us here, and certainly many around us we come into daily, daily contact with, are putting up hope in things that can meet up to these two challenges. The Christian hope, an Advent and Christmas hope does. It's a hope built on the promises of God and the completed work of Jesus. All it requires from me and you is to trust in him for that future. And because it's built on God and the promises of God, it will meet our deepest longings for identity, place, relationship, worth, future, purpose, and so much more. The baby in the manger and all the familiar components are, are an amazing and wonderful part of the story, but they're not the end of the story. In fact, the story has never ended. And it's a story that will go on forever. This is our Advent hope, as, as C.S. Lewis put it at the end of his Narnia Chronicles. All their life in this world and all their adventures had only been the cover and title page. Now at last they were beginning chapter one of the great story which no one on earth has read, which goes on forever, in which every chapter is better than the one before. Amen.